What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Mm Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Welcome back, everybody. Today on the podcast, I am going to be talking with you solo about getting the help that you need. And I'm going to call myself out and call you guys out too about getting what you deserve. In a lot of the episodes on the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, we talk about this idea of placing yourself in the center of your life, placing yourself in the center of your circle and deciding that you have value of really owning your own worth. And for women, I know that that is so difficult because I know that it was difficult for me too. Part of putting yourself in the center of your circle is getting help. We talk a lot on the show about getting mindful, about being kind to yourself, developing mindful self-compassion, about really tapping into your needs, about tapping into body awareness, about knowing the signals that your body is sending you when you are stressed out, when you are anxious, when you're not in alignment, when people are crossing a boundary for you. But I want to put in a plug today for getting help to do it. You know, in America, we're so keyed into this idea of like, we're lone rangers and we can do it all ourselves and we don't need anybody's help and we should pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And if we just try a little harder or believe in ourselves a little bit more or manifest it even more, then we will become the person that we want to be, right? We need to just believe or like, just be stronger or like, today is a good day to have a good day. And you know, I mean, no shade, but Sometimes to change literally the neural pathways that are informing the inner dialogue that you have in your head, right? To change the faulty thinking that's happening in your brain, you need help. To change the dopamine levels in your brain, to make sure you have enough serotonin in your body, right? Some of us are deficient in serotonin, just like at a baseline, either we don't release enough or it's snapped up too quickly, snatched up too quickly within the neural synapse, which is kind of that space between where a chemical or a hormone is released and then where it's picked up again, not to get too nerdy in my science mind, but you know, I got to keep it real here. So sometimes you need help. And I want to talk about my journey to getting help. 
and what I have done to decide to say like, surrender uncle, I need help. The first thing that I did was to go to a couples therapist with my husband. And looking back, I probably could have started with myself. I had been to therapy other times. But the first thing I did was get someone who could become a mediator between my husband and I when we were having disagreements or weren't on the same page. And I have to tell you, I hate spending money on therapy. Like, I'm so mad that I have to give other people money to basically do this. So Whitney, what I hear you saying is you feel blah, 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 blah. Is that right? And I say, yes. They say, Scott, what do you think about that? And then my husband will like respond with his thing and then say, Whitney, what are your thoughts and comments? And it feels like it's so simple. This person is just in the middle repeating what we've said and clarifying. And then every once in a while, they give a few little pointers on like insights into how we are, what we could do differently or whatever, right? But it's so irritating to me that it feels so simple what they're doing and that I should be able to do it myself and I should not have to pay however much money because you know that insurance is crappy and that they're not paying most of the time for couples therapy. But the reality is couples therapy saved my marriage. So there's that. So like, what are you going to do? I, it saved my marriage. So I guess I'm just going to have to keep going. And I don't really see an end in sight for my husband and I on couples therapy. We sometimes don't go for several months and then we realize, you know what? We actually really could use the help of this person. There's some acceptance there to like the way we're wired to the differences that my husband and I both have, to the fact that we both have very conflicting needs. He's such an extrovert. I'm such an introvert, right? So it makes a lot of sense then that we would have to have someone that acts in the middle and helps to interpret what we're trying to say and helps us form the words in a way that the other person can hear. That is actually worth gold. When you step back, that's worth gold. Maybe someday we won't need it. Maybe when our kids aren't in the house, maybe when my daughter really matures, but if she continues to be the same person that she is right now, I am accepting that this is something I am building into my budget that I will need to have. Number two thing I did is I went to my own therapist that I see every other week. She is the person that first taught me about mindful self-compassion, but she didn't just teach me about it. Like I could have read about it in a book. She actually kind of challenged me on it. She holds a light to it when I am not practicing it. She helps me work through why I don't have mindful self-compassion all the time. She helps me to see the patterns in my life and where certain boundaries that I allow to be crossed or that are difficult for me to hold firm because of my upbringing or because of what's happening with my kids or because of a pandemic, right? Again, things that I wish I could do on my own, but I have released to understanding that I cannot. You know how like in high school, you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into. I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. 
We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person? Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. Third thing is medication. I take an anti-anxiety medication every single day. It took me a long time to go on medication because at my core, I thought that that made me weaker because I think there's a lot of information out there in the world or messaging around like, well, if you can just do the therapy, you should just do that. It took me a long time to see that on the anxiety front, I was really similar to my daughter. Like my daughter's anxiety is the thing that informed me about my anxiety and let me know that I really had it. When I look back, wow, I felt nauseous all the time and would throw up when I was nervous. Huh? That must be anxiety. Huh? Every single time I go to a social situation with my husband, I want to escape. Huh? I think that's social anxiety. Huh? Every time we go on vacation, I have a very hard time slowing down. Part of that is that, you know, I have a tendency to overfunction and a tendency to like keep myself overly busy. But part of that is anxiety. Your anxiety tends to get worse when you're just quiet, when you're with yourself and you're more with yourself on vacation. There's nothing to distract you from it. You know, when I had my first babies and all of a sudden I had to have the house perfectly clean and I had to make sure everything was picked up. Okay. That's a little bit of OCD and anxiety. And I wanted to tough it out. I wanted to be able to do it myself, but this is the way I explain medications to my patients when they're at the point where they need it. I talk about, you know, if you're in the ocean and you're drowning and you're trying to get to shore. That's your ultimate goal. But you can't even get your head above the water. And that the anti-anxiety medication that I take is like a floaty, floaties that go on your arm, you know, like the little kids wear when they get in the pool. And that I put them on and that it doesn't move me toward the shore, but it makes it so I'm not drowning. It makes it so I can actually do the work that I need to do. It makes it so when the therapist talks to me about my lack of self-compassion and how I need to continue working on it, that I'm able to hear it, that I'm not as overwhelmed by all the stimuli that's happening. And some of my need for the medication came from it getting really, really hard for my daughter, that things just escalated, right? So there could be a time when I don't need it. But if I do need it, I should keep on using it because whatever tool that's not going to harm me, right? I'm not talking about like use whatever tool you want, like coping strategies, like go on drugs and become an alcoholic, but like 
This type of tool is a much better coping strategy than other tools that I would potentially use. It's a useful strategy. It helps me. If I don't need it at some point, I don't need it. But I can tell that when I'm on this medication, the buzz is gone. It only comes back when I'm out of alignment now, as opposed to always being there. I feel like myself. And I am releasing myself to the idea that I can't always pull myself up by my bootstraps, that it's not about me just working harder or like hustle mentality, that it's also about surrender. The other thing I do is outsource, right? My nanny, we have to pay her money to come here because we have a monthly contract with her for childcare for my kids because we have a weird schedule and we need someone to pick the kids up from school sometimes, right? I can't make it to daycare pickup like before six or seven sometimes. So we have her. So she's going to help me organize a bunch while I'm on vacation. I have in the past purchased a robot that helps my kid with social emotional regulation, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. We have to normalize that. Like other people helping us with things that maybe we're not as good at, we don't have time for, aren't on our priority list, or normalizing just other people coming alongside us. Of course I work with my kid on social emotional regulation. And why not have an extra tool that can help her to do it alongside me? I'm not suggesting every single person should run out and purchase a robot that talks to your kid, right? I'm talking about the Moxie robot. Nobody should, no, nobody should feel obligated to do that. You don't have to have that. But if that's a tool that works for you, that helps you and your family, do it. There's things we didn't buy. There's things that we, vacations we didn't go on in order to purchase that so that then my kid had that. And that works for us. Other things you could outsource that are not costly at all is if your school has it, a school counselor. I love that my kid is in a social group, that she's learning along with other people that aren't just me. So then I can reinforce it at my house. I wish she didn't need it. If she didn't need it, amazing, but she does need it. So I'm going to take full advantage of it. If there are books, if there are podcasts that teach your kids emotional regulation, do it. If there's a meditation app that teaches your kids, like Mindful Mama's app that we love, if that teaches your kids and you regulation, my daughter and I listen to that to go to sleep. Amazing. If you need a weighted blanket, because that helps you go to sleep and get the rest you need so then you're not as anxious. Amazing. I wanted to talk about this today because I just want to normalize this idea of it not being about us working harder against ourselves. That sometimes it's about accepting help. That sometimes it's about saying yes to the thing that's going to make it so that you're not constantly uncomfortable in your body because there's enough uncomfortable moments that happen in my life. Thank you very much. I don't need to be constantly uncomfortable in my own mind. And I know that in some areas, in a lot of areas, it's a privilege that I'm able to go to therapy to even find a therapist to see. It's a privilege that I can afford the therapy in the first place. It's a privilege that I could buy the robot for my kid. 
We have so much work to do to make it so that there is equity for all kids, that in school, that they're all learning about social emotional regulation, that therapists are paid better so that an insurance company and the insurance companies will cover their pay, that they will give us better coverage for that, that there'll be better access, that we have so many things that we can work on. But if you are making a decision between spending money on something and spending money on something that's actually going to help you, by God, please spend the money on the thing that's going to help you. Release, surrender. Share it with a friend who understands. Work on creating equity in your house so that you're lightening the load with your partner. Get the robot. Okay, that's all for now. See you next time. mama. If you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe. So you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.